0: You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. My name is Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff. We are covering theology topics with you. Hopefully, questions you've had, things that you want to know what uh, maybe he believes or Sunnybrook believes, what we believe the Bible says about some really foundational faith topics. And today, I feel like is one that a lot of people are very interested in right now. And that is, I don't know a better word, the end of the world. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yeah, everybody wants to always know when that is. Got any When's any happening? I've heard
0: Thursday, but Thursday. I'm not sure. Uh, but we are going to talk about this. This feels like something, especially when um, COVID first happened and the world like first shut down. It felt like people started asking the question, is this the beginning of the end?
1: Yeah, very much so. Although I would say this, uh, having lived just a little bit longer than you, uh, <laughs> since I am your dad, Uh Every generation has felt that way. Yeah. Whenever there is a crisis, people begin to ask that question. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those in World War I asked mm-hmm. that question. I'm sure World War II, they asked that question. Uh, 9-11, we asked that question. Mm-hmm. COVID, we're asking yeah. that question. Now maybe even with the war in Russia yeah. and Ukraine, we're asking the same question. Mm-hmm. Whenever crises come, mm-hmm. people begin to then ask yeah. those sorts of questions. Maybe those are things God gives us to kind of spur us mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. about the fact that we're not eternal.
0: Mm-hmm. And us millennials are a little softer than your generation, yes, you so we're are just a little bit more nervous softer. about it. Um, are we doing an,
1: ever doing a podcast on how much softer you guys are? Not yet. <laughs>
0: nope, I write the content. Uh, but we really uh, have been, we've talked about this even as a family around the dinner table as of late, because it is something that seems to be a little bit more on the forefront. There's all sorts of theories of what's happening and all that. So let's just backtrack a little bit and just give people some context from a biblical perspective. When we say the end of the world, I mean, really what we're talking about is Jesus' second coming. Can you just kind of explain biblically where that comes from and what people are talking about when they talk about the end of the world?
1: Yeah, there's several places you can look at Scripture. Obviously, the book of Ezekiel talks about it. Daniel, especially Daniel chapter 9, talks about it. Jesus actually did what is known as the Olivet Discourse, which is about Matthew 24:25. 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stood on the kind of the hill of... Uh, the Mount of Olives, and he began to teach. Because I think this is—he recognized he was leaving. Remember, he said mm-hmm. to his disciples, "Listen, I'm going, and I—I I want you to know I'm going to come again." And I—I I literally think they needed to know that. Hey, hey, where are you going? And mm-hmm. how can you possibly leave us? I mean, if you can imagine for a moment walking day in and day out and seeing the presence of Jesus, now all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's gone. So before he leaves, mm-hmm. he wants to make sure people recognize. Not only has he called the world into existence. Again, we talked about the Trinity, that he's created the world. But he also not only is the Alpha, but he's the Omega as well. So he's coming again. And when he comes again, he's going to sort of blow the whistle and say, listen, everybody out of the pool, that, that's it. I mean, time is over. And, and the second coming of Christ is really the end of the world. At least as some know it. But mm-hmm. obviously as believers in Jesus Christ, that's the moment mm-hmm. that you and I are going to see the new heavens and the new mm-hmm. earth. And you and I are going to be spending eternity in the mm-hmm. presence of God and all of the joy mm-hmm. and all of the uh, excitement that goes along with that. And the very presence of God will be very different, uh, but very exciting. I, I think we get fearful when we yep. think about it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But it really should be a joyous thing that we look forward to.
0: Yep. And really, the end of the world is kind of a bad name, because it really is the beginning. I mean, for believers in Jesus, it's the beginning of eternity.
1: Yeah, we do that, and I think we talked about this in another podcast, but we do that with death, too, don't we? We think, well, death is the end. No, death is not the end. Mm -hmm. Death is sort of this exchange Paul talks about, where I exchange this tattered, this feeble body, in for, he says, you know, something beautiful and glorious, a home that has been built in heaven, so... Uh, the same is true with regards to the second coming. This is not an end. Mm-hmm. It's actually the beginning uh, of the new heaven and the new earth coming down and all the glory and the beauty that goes mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, again, I think it's something to look forward to.
0: All right. Because the book of Revelation is, I find, difficult to read and understand. It lay it out for us. What, what happens? What are maybe some of the first signs that take place? And then really, how does this sequence of events go down?
1: Yeah, you know, Scripture is going to give us three things, and I think this is critical to see. One is there are going to, first of all, sort of be signs that things are heading in that direction. The problem always is this, is I think almost all of the signs Scripture talks about, you could probably see today. So are we in the end times? Are we not? I -hmm. think a generation ago they might have said the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some of the first things that we're going to see is sort of this idea of wars and rumors of war. Certainly we're seeing that now false Christ, people who appear to be the Messiah, appear to be mm-hmm. Jesus. You could talk about David Koresh, Jim Jones, you could talk about mm-hmm. some of the other people like that. Uh, there's also going to be this sense of earthquakes and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. There's going to be sort of, you know, this this earth is going to be a, a little out of kilter and certainly we're seeing that with weather and all of the things that are going on. So those are going to be some of the first signs. But then he talks about, Scripture does, about this idea that eventually there's going to come signs That are close to the end of time. So those are going to be the initial signs. But then I always kind of say it like this, that it would be almost like at a movie theater when they turn the lights down Mm -hmm. low and you know when they do, boy, Mm -hmm. we're going to have some commercials and stuff, but then Mm -hmm. the movie's going to be here. I think it would be much like that, Mm -hmm. where Scripture talks about the fact there will be apostates that show up. There will be a sense in which evil will rise, 2 Timothy uh, 3 talks about this, where you know, there will be terrible times on the last day. Men will be lovers of this and that and the other Mm -hmm. things of this world and I I think there will be a greater uh, presence of evil in this world. And then Scripture talks about the fact that there will come scoffers and certainly we're seeing that even in today's day and age. People that Mm -hmm. mock and make fun Mm -hmm. of the things of God. But ultimately Scripture says when we know that it's the end times, it talks about the fact that the sun and the moon and the stars will begin to fall. That the Waters will roar and foam. There's something to do with the waters in the ocean that's Mm -hmm. going to be overwhelming, and there's going to be a great famine and all of those kinds Mm -hmm. of things. In other words, scriptures say, "Listen, when the end time comes, there will be no doubt that it's here."
0: When selfishly do I get to peace out? (laughs) So if I don't want, like, am I? Are we all as believers in Jesus? We got to get through till the bitter end and just kind of hang on for dear life till Jesus comes again? Do we get to leave before yeah. that?
1: Well, here's what I'd say. First of all, I'm your dad, so maybe some of your cowardice you get from <laughs> me because I'm even a bigger coward when it comes to... It all is going to depend on your millennial position and your end times position. So recognize I come, and this is not true of most Reformed people. If you hold a Reformed theology, most of them are what I would call amillennial. You don't believe in a literal thousand-year reign. I just happen, as I've studied it, to more embrace a pre-millennial, even pre-trib, because I'm a coward. I want to get out of here uh, before it all happens. But, you know, there will come seven years of tribulation. The book of Daniel chapter 9 talks about that. I think the first thing, and this really comes from First Thessalonians chapter 4, which is not an easy word to say, by the way, Thessalonians. Uh, but I think the first thing will happen is Scripture says, you know, Christ will come and the dead in Christ will rise first. So hmm those who died before the second coming of Christ, Scripture says that the graves will open and they, the dead in Christ will rise first. Hmm. Then after that, those of us who are alive, you younger generation maybe who are still around when Christ comes again, then the second step will be you will be caught up Hmm. and together with those who had died in Christ and those who were living at the time of the second coming of Christ will be caught up in the air with Hmm. Him. We go home to be with the Lord. Then starts the seven years of tribulation Mm. because I'm a (laughs) pre-trib. There's pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Some people believe that, you know, you'll be raptured out of here. And rapture just means to be caught up. Mm. So I think it's pre-trib. I think immediately when Christ comes back, you and I are taken out of this world. If you're mid-trib, you'd say about the three and a half year mark you'd be taken out. And then those who are post-trib would say, listen, you're going to go through, believers are going to go through the tribulation, Mm -hmm. the difficult time of that. And then they're going to be raptured from mm-hmm. this world. Uh, but again, I think at that point in time, then when we're all taken to heaven in the tribu- before the tribulation, then Jesus comes back. There's this mm-hmm. physical appearance of Christ. Mm-hmm. Then there's some wars and things. You know, you've mm-hmm. heard about the Battle of Gog and Magog, mm-hmm. the Battle of Armageddon. All of those kinds mm-hmm. of things take place. And then eventually Christ will reign and rule now that Satan has been bound he'll reign and rule for a thousand years that's what the millennial is it's a thousand mm-hmm. years and we believe that he will reign and rule and there's sort of this last thing scripture says where the evil one will be unbound he'll come back be a very short thing mm-hmm. he'll be defeated and then we have the new heaven and the new earth
0: hmm. so let's say you miss the bus let's say people who are non-believers miss the rapture is there still a chance that they can give their life to Jesus and still make it?
1: Yeah, some people are going to disagree with me on this, but I think there is. I think it'd be very difficult. Hmm. I really do. This is the time when Satan is now, you know, reigning in this world and there's difficulty and hardship and famine and you know, all the number of the beast mm-hmm. and all of the things that we talk about and I think it will be very difficult. Mm-hmm. So again, as I always say to people, man, mm-hmm. come to Jesus now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think it's possible? Yes, some people mm-hmm. might disagree with that. Uh, I think there's gonna be an opportunity. I even think at last moments, many Jews are gonna t- come to trust mm-hmm. Christ as their savior in the last moments. But um, I would say don't delay. Mm-hmm. I would say have an urgency to come to know mm-hmm. Christ now.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's natural. I've always had this and I feel like it's almost amplified now that I've had kids of my own, this fear of end times and just how bad it's going to get before Jesus comes back. I find myself going down the road of like, what world will my kids grow up in and what will it look like? So if people are struggling with that fear, how should we feel about it?
1: Yeah, I I get the fear, I do, because the reality is this, and again, your kids are my grandkids, so I have the same fear for them as well. There's a sense in which, you know, I think things in this world become more and more difficult. When I go into the youth ministry nowadays and speak and I listen to the struggles they're having, I used to do youth ministry, I say, oh man, these are the problems young people face nowadays are 10 times worse than what we ever faced and the pressure and the struggle mm-hmm. that they go through. So I get it. That there is a sense in which you know, post-millennial people say, listen, the world's going to get better and better. That's part of the reason mm-hmm. I don't hold to that. I, I really believe you know, the closer it gets toward evil, the more difficulty and struggle there's going to be. But I do think this, I think this idea of fearing the second coming of Christ is really only an American thing, hmm. my opinion again. I think if you're born and raised in Haiti or Mm -hmm. India or Africa Mm -hmm. and you lived your entire life with Mm -hmm. poverty and struggle and pain, Mm -hmm. man, you can't wait Mm -hmm. for Jesus to come again. Mm -hmm. I think we live in such a land of ease and opportunity. We have clung so stinking much (laughs) to this world that the idea of letting it go Mm -hmm. is hard for us, which is exactly the opposite Mm -hmm. from... What God's kingdom really speaks is that you and I should never cling to this. There's nothing that lasts. There's nothing of value in this world, certainly relationships and knowing Jesus. But ultimately, the things of this world we know are going to fade away. And so why we cling to them, I don't know. You and I should have constantly praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We should be, you know, constantly working that somehow Christ would come again, uh, again until the gospel is proclaimed to the four corners of the earth, That's when Christ comes again. So, man, we ought to be doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you have any, this is off kind of subject a little bit, but if someone is really interested in this or struggling with it, do you have any good, just solid resources where they could get um, good biblical information?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I would say there's some really good commentaries on Mm -hmm. the book of Revelation. It's Mm -hmm. really where I would go. Donald Mm -hmm. Gray Barnhouse probably wrote the best commentary on it. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the foremost commentaries. I would grab Mm -hmm. that. If you're trying to make your way through the book Mm -hmm. of Revelation, there's certainly a lot of books out there on the end times. Mm -hmm. I'd just be very careful who Mm -hmm. you read and who you didn't. Uh, I would check Mm -hmm. out their theology because everybody wants to put charts and graphs together on the thing. And sometimes I think we do too much of that. Mm -hmm. People often say, well, well, what are you? I always say I'm a pan-millennialist in this respect. It's all going to pan out in the end. (laughs) And In all honesty, I don't need to worry about it. If I know Christ is my Savior Mm -hmm. and just move in that direction, Uh, to yield your life more and more to him then you're ready for the coming of Christ Yep.
0: All right, you can give your opinion on this we'll see if you'll be willing to answer you can also say that you plead the fifth do you see the second coming of Jesus in my generation's lifetime
1: your generation I do Hmm. I do I have no idea I'm not making any prediction here Uh, in fact I always say when somebody predicts when the second coming of Christ is I go well that's not it since no man knows the day nor the hour that's not it Uh, But do I think it'll happen in your lifetime? Um, I I think it's very possible.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, Well, obviously, this is a massive subject that we are not going to tackle in a 10-minute podcast. So if you have questions, things that you want to know more about that you want us to dive deeper into in terms of this topic, we would... Love to. I just have to ask the questions. I'd be more than happy to ask him the questions. Uh, Just be sure. uh, We've got an email set up, podcast at sunnybrookchurch.org. So just email us your questions there and we'll be sure to cover them.
1: If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes,
0: Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org
1: or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.